Hello and welcome to this LifeWatch Eric podcast, the first in a series dedicated to women in science in the lead up to International Women's Day 2023. Hello, I'm Julian Kenny, Communication Officer. Thanks very much for joining us today. You may remember, in fact, that our first ever podcast last year, this time last year, was Gender Equity and Research, featuring LifeWatch Eric, International Gender Officer, Africa Zanala. Continuing that theme for this cluster of podcasts, we've invited women scientists from our eight distributed centres to talk candidly about themselves and paired them up in order to compare and reflect on their individual experiences. These Voices of Women conversations are about their contribution to society, to science, and the potential offered by the European Union's Gender Equality Strategy, which LifeWatch Eric actively supports and incorporates into its everyday operations. So it's my pleasure today to welcome to the studio Iria Soto, Agroecology Project Manager at FederTech within the LifeWatch Eric agroecology team in the ICT core in Seville, and Yifeng Shi, scientific developer for ecological applications of LiDAR remote sensing at the Virtual Laboratory and Innovation Center in Amsterdam. Thank you both so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Um, those are both uh, quite substantial titles. Maybe we could ask by just asking briefly what you do um, at work. Yifeng, first you. Yeah, thanks, Julian, for the introduction. As you mentioned, I work at um, LifeWatch Eric, the Netherlands um, Innovation Center. So I'm mainly responsible for uh, remote sensing techniques for, applic- uh, for ecological applications. And, for example, ecosystem structure, um, linking with uh, animal habitat and uh, animal habitat conditions, those kind of biodiversity uh, applications. So that's mainly what I do. Yes, now I guess it's my turn, Julian. So as you said, I'm a project manager of agroecological uh, projects at LiveWatch Eric, ICT Core in, in Seville. And mainly I manage and, and coordinate our participation in Horizon Europe and Horizon 20 uh, projects linked with agroecology, biodiversity and ecosystem services. So I, I work with partners from other research institutes and from different parts of the, of EU and of the, of the world. Both very. I, I think that it's it's probably interesting to to know our background. So I study forestry in Madrid, then biology in Sweden with a master's on international studies, and then I finalized with a PhD uh, at KU Leuven. And in my PhD, I move more from pure science towards more socioeconomic uh, aspects by assessing socioeconomic impacts. Of biofuels. So you spent a fortune on university fees. <laughs> Everything was free. <laughs> oh, fantastic! <laughs> Yi Feng, um, what what decided you to be a scientist? Oh wow! I have to admit, I didn't think that much before I <laughs> go on this path. It was purely because, you know, I I was grew up in China for. 24 years and when I was 25 I think oh 
still young, feel still young, and I might want to go abroad to see a different world. That's why I decided to pursue my PhD in the Netherlands. And yeah, I just came to the Netherlands seven years ago in 2015, and just with a suitcase. So I'm, my initial idea is just to know different culture and experience different education uh, environment. And I basically interested in the topic as well as uh, remote sensing and mm. uh, forestry as well. So yeah, that that was basically the motivation to start as a real scientist. But after my PhD, I really fell in love with the culture here and also the working environment. Mm. 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 So I just continues. Typically, you know, we're presented with images of men in science, you know, males in white coats selling you toothpaste. Um, have you found being female in science difficult? Mm, I think... It really depends. For me personally, I don't, I haven't encountered that much obstacles because as a female, on the contrary, I do see difference, differences um, between different cultures. For example, mm. the country I grew up in China, I can see definitely much more biases or judgmental you know, opinions towards female, no matter in science or the society. So people would decide whether they want to give you a job or position based on whether you're married or you, whether you have kids or two or three kids. They would think you probably have less time to devote to your work. But in the Netherlands, at least in the European environment, I experience less of this kind of phenomenon. So this is my personal experience. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would like to add that I think that in Europe, probably a gender bias is less uh, seen as in other countries. But I think that gender bias exists. It's more probably unconscious or subtle, but uh, it exists, and speci especially in, in science. Mm -hmm. I was uh, reading some days ago, like a paper in Spain that uh, look at the gender equality and, and balance in, in science. And in, the, in that paper, you could see that at the beginning of the career, like half of uh, students that enroll at the PhD were 50, like were women, so 50% mm. uh, women, while 50 /50. When, when you look at the at more permanent and stable mm. positions, like professor or permanent uh, researcher or head scientist, then the share of women fell to 25%. So there, there is a, a dropout rate in, in women, which is, I believe, it's quite high. So probably the, there is a gender bias, but because we, we can see that the results are, are there. It's uh, subtle and, and not very, yeah, very prominent, but uh, it exists. Are we all? But what do you hmm. think? Yeah, so I would just want to ask maybe the same question as you wanted to ask, Julian, but what do you think would be the reason for that? Because I definitely experienced the same thing in my institution. But, I, I, yeah. I, I would say that there's like a, a different elements that uh, make that like uh, individual characteristics, for instance, also like mm -hmm. the characteristic associated with the family where you, you, are, you were uh, raised. And we mm -hmm. learn from the role that our parents uh, and our family uh, had. 
also also there are like social component or social factors and because I don't know like women tend to be more active in, in parenting so we, mm-hmm. we see that in our society also uh, education I don't know I, I when I now I have two kids and when I I look at the cartoons and you you see like Peppa Pig why the doctor is a man and the nurse is a woman yeah <laughs> making so clear the difference in roles and also I believe that we have like an historical uh, backpack like for instance in, in Spain like women can vote for from like from less than than 100 uh, years mm-hmm. and when my mom wanted to open a bank account here in in Spain she had to ask permission for, to my dad mm. so wow we also have a, a backpack mm. yeah of wow. gender imbalance which we all share, yeah. in, you know, to some extent. Sort of, <laughs> that's part of the problem, isn't it? You said it's subtle. We sort of often don't question yeah, um, those assumptions. Probably, and, and, and I was thinking also that uh, even in management position and responsibility roles in, in all places where I work, I work in research institutions, in, in universities, even at the European Commission, where they tend to have like policies towards gender balance. The ones that were taking positions, a decision, sorry, and and being part of the management board were were men. Mm. So even if satile, the the ass is is there because we see the results. Mm. Mm. For me, I experienced that from develop development team point of view because because I'm working in LifeWatch as a, a scientific developer. Usually, developers are more seen as a, you know a guy's interest, guy's job, you know, programming, working with computer, things like that. But for me, I wasn't aware of these differences until I went to the meetings. I realized all other developers are all men, and I don't necessarily feel oh, strange about that i just feel like well if if other people could do that why not uh, me why I, I don't see this as a gender differences it's just a personal choice and your personal interests so as long as i believe two different genders could have the equal right to access the personal development the resources for their own development that is equality i believe and of course, for different professions, we definitely have, you know, different ratios for two genders. Yeah, yeah completely. And, and it's positive to have uh, women working in, in technical uh, position. And yeah. in management too. Um, of course. Let me, and it should be the, the norm. Yeah, but it's not always, is it? Let me pass on to, um, you know, role models. Have you benefited from particular role models or mentors who've, assisted you through your careers in in my case i i cannot think about like specific uh, role models i i i did have a uh, good teachers and on math and and physics and probably that's the reason why i start uh, an engineering but uh, also during my phd i also had like very good um, teachers but both and, and and mentors male and and female but uh I think that although I'm not very, I don't have like a conscious uh, role model. Of course, I've been I've been influenced by what I learn and my education and so on. So I I believe that uh, role models are extremely important, and I see it now with again 
with kids that they open your eyes for many in, in many ways, so I, I see that it's important that uh, kids, since they are little, they they visually see how a woman can work in certain position and and yeah and 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 see that they can follow a specific uh, path. Yeah. And this might be even more real in in less wealthy societies, no where. There are even less representative of women of certain uh, disciplines or, or topics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For me, I I would see definitely my mother as kind of a role model for me. Uh, I always find it challenging to really shape an idea of role model because I don't really see any person like role model. I always find it interesting and fascinating to learn from different people. But most inspiring people in my life is my mom and. And she's just a, she was a working woman, so she she had her career, but now she's retired, of course. But back then, when I was a kid, she always encouraged me to to do what other people think probably are too daring to do, and 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 I always supported by her. Even the decision that I made going to abroad for my PhD alone, that's supported by her back then. Where my dad was a little bit more yeah. reserved. To my idea back then, he was like, "Hmm, maybe you should, uh, you know, uh, consider finding uh, your husband or uh, having a family, having kids. Then you stay close to me." But for my mom, I was like, "Hmm, she's still young. If she wants to go abroad, pursuing um, a career she likes, why not? And maybe she will come back. And this is her choice. But we shouldn't limit her at the beginning. So I think." It's it's really um, encouraging for me. It doesn't have to <laughs> yeah, be bro, bro, either I mean, or, does it? I mean, it could, you know, you can do both. Or it's, yeah, it's hard. I just very grateful for for my mom's, um, you know, support in that regard. Yeah, and it's definitely transformative for my career as well. Yeah, yeah, pro- probably not having someone that limits yourself. That's one of the the major advantage that you can have to fight against gender bias. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps there's even um, an added value that women can bring to to the field of science. What do you think? Mm, I think I think women has have a power of gentleness gentleness so it's it's like they could be very they could be very soft, gentle, but they definitely have the resilience they have the power they have the uh, willpower even to to pursue what they want and sometimes even stronger or more persistent than men this is how i see the people around me the <laughs> i don't know if it's too daring to <laughs> say things but this is just how i realize they could be very tolerant and they could have better um, how do you say that management way to deal with pressure to deal with stress which i think is quite beneficial when you work with science because you definitely need a lot of effort and time hard working in that regard so that is one very important thing another one would be um women have very um uh, how do you say that a very good eye for subtle things for details mm. but you know detail matters so I think that's definitely an add-on to um, to their career as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And what do you think, Iria? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that uh, probably we we have a diversity, and diversity is always uh, positive to to have it. And mm. and probably like if we have more women like working on technical and managerial uh, position, we will not need to ask which is our added uh, value because we will take it as as normal, and our added value mm. will be like similar to the to the mm. men and uh, all all the the characteristics that you that you provide Jifang, uh, I think that uh, they are very important to to be successful in your career all you mentioned related with this resilience and working on teams and yeah. so on and this should be like a characteristic that we should we both men and women should try to bring mm -hmm. in and yeah for sure and move beyond stereotypes if you like yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and also some stereotypes that are given to women, like that we we tend to care for the others, to uh, look for resolving conflicts and so on. I, I think that those are good characteristics for society too. Mm -hmm. So they, they they are very important to have to 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 have a wealthy uh, and society that cares for for everyone. Yeah, and I believe there there are some biological differences between man and woman that's the fact and um, for example men are tend to be more interested in tasks in things and women are more interested in people for example in connections so i think that's a really beautiful balance created by nature so uh, even with science we could definitely bring all these characteristics in we don't have to be mm. you know go against each other mm. but uh, actually merge together yeah, and I, I believe that a biological difference exists but they are quite minor if you compare it with all the backpack mm. that we bring yeah. from society education yeah. and 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 yeah so completely agree yeah okay well my last question is um what advice would you give to young women entering into the field of science I think probably that one important advice would be to to raise awareness, be awareness that aware that um, gender bias uh, exists, that they, it can be in in Europe and uh, is not of course compared with developing countries or other regions, but uh, it, even if it's small, it exists. So we have to 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 take this into consideration so once we recognize that sure. this, that this is a reality then we can find for solutions and set uh, limits and identify how can you prevent it yeah and yeah i think also bro yeah sorry no problem keep yeah going. so i agree definitely agree on that and i think for uh, like personal uh, mindset wise um, as a woman you should also don't put the society's judgment or even your close ones' judgment on you and believe whatever they say. You should definitely try more and open your horizon by going to more different cultures or, or, or see things from different perspectives. Just not limit yourself and think out of the box. I think that is quite important and crucial for for human being, no matter you're a man or woman, just to, yeah. you know, yeah, take the dare. Completely. And exactly, don't be afraid to be a risk taker and present your opinion, mm -hmm. even if you are the the only women in a meeting or in a conference. Yeah. 
and also don't be afraid of failure because yeah, scientific progress is, is based on 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 failure. So yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and also I guess that to to support other women and advocate yeah. to other female scientists in case you see that they have issues. <laughs> Look, um, your messages are, are both powerful and positive. I think they uh, they promise very well for the future of, of women in science. Um, thank you so much for your time today, for your openness, actually, for, for being one of the voices at LifeWatch Eric for International Women's Day. Thank you also to our listeners. We always appreciate people who follow our podcasts. And please stay tuned in these next few days for more conversations about the contributions of women to science. Thank you. Until next time. Thank you. Thanks, Julian. Bye, Dad.